Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back by no one's demand but our own and not from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios in sunny, scenic Nashville, Tennessee. We're actually at Radio Row in Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56, where I've been doing my radio show all week long. Happy to have you guys back for another edition of the 615 Sessions podcast. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to play clips from the interviews that I've done out here at Super Bowl throughout the course of the week and let you get a little bit of a sample size of what the dialogue has been in L.A. We're going to do all of that right after I tell you about my friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has been doing business in Nashville, in Middle Tennessee, since 1983. That's almost 40 years been operating with honesty and with integrity because they put the customer first. Like with programs like the Built For You program, which allows you to pick out any Ford, any color, any customizable accessories, get the car built for you and delivered right to your door. Two Rivers Ford will do that for you because they value your convenience, your satisfaction, getting you exactly what you want to fit your family's budget and needs. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, going to hear some clips from Super Bowl Radio Row, former NFL wide receiver Torrey Smith, Darren Woodson, three-time Super Bowl champion, a couple others as well. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to L.A. where we're hanging out. The site of Super Bowl 56. We told you we're going to have a lot of great guests throughout the course this week. We are joined now by former NFL wide receiver Torrey Smith, who sits down at the table with us. I don't know how to tell Titans fans that they can legitimately win with Ryan Tannehill, but then I look at guys like Joe and Nick who have done it different ways and think that it's it's not – you need elite quarterback play, but it's just about – at the right time, can a professional athlete get hot? Mm. And I think Joe and Nick are great examples of that. What was it like to live those two experiences? I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, I think I tell people all the time, um, the best team doesn't always win, the hottest team wins. And that's what that's why I wasn't so high on the Titans as the number one seed. Okay. All, simply because they weren't playing their best ball, right? Like, when they had that stretches during the season, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're – this could be it, right? Yeah. But you have to be rolling at the back end. Everything has to be clicking on the back end. And I think if, if that's not the same, it's it's a lot harder. And you're able to see that. Obviously, the injury bug, you know, hit the team. Like, 91 uh, players. Man. Right. You know, 91 the, players. The, the injury year. bug, that's that's a real thing. I know people, coaches can't make excuses, but I can. That's a real, <laughs> that, that's a real thing, you sure. know. But when you're not rolling or you're not necessarily as healthy as you can be at the back end, it's tough. But, you know, I think living in two experiences, like, literally where we got hot, like, that's why those things were able to happen. Joe Flacco had the best Super Bowl run of any quarterback. I he, remember 11, I mean, 11 touchdowns, touchdowns zero, picks. zero picks. Yeah. So people can say whatever they want. Yeah. We wouldn't have won that Super Bowl without him playing that way. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that with Foles, we were – like, when, when Carson went out, 
we didn't like guys were like in the city. It's funny how things change when you win, but people are like, oh my goodness, we don't stand a chance. Yeah. And people forget Carson Wentz was one healthy game away from being the MVP. It's crazy how timing can change the narrative. Oh, of buddy, everything. I work in sports talk radio. <laughs> it changes by hour. Right. It changes everything. And so, you know, for Foles to get hot and play the way he did, you know, it's amazing because the Falcons game, uh, um, Foles didn't play lights out. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because we won the game. So you get to the next level, you know, and watch him take off. I mean, it was it was huge. And to be a part of both runs and really to witness it all come together it was truly special uh, speaking of uh speaking of great guests darren woodson is about to sit down with us i'd be re- remiss to not ask you one titans question yeah. about the safety position and kevin byard oh. now a two-time all pro what, yeah. what have you made of kevin's progression as a third round pick and how he's performed in the league look I, i've always measured safeties by the ability to do multiple things not just sit in the middle of the field and read the quarterback and go get an interception. Not a guy who's close to the line of scrimmage, but you can't put him in positions to cover a wide receiver or cover a tight end or cover a back. Look, one thing about Bayard is this. He can do it all, man. Yeah. He can do it all. You can line him up, play man-to-man, You can, and you're not afraid of it. You can put him in, in, in zone coverages. You can put him in the middle. You can do it a little bit with him, uh, do a lot with him uh, as far as being versatile. I think the guy's been you – know, we talked about him being a third-rounder. Look, he's just a player, man. Yeah. He's a playmaker, and, and the league is recognizing his talents. And I'll always talk about measuring safeties for who they are, whether you be a Hall of Famer or a guy that's currently playing. If you could play in each and every era, if you're a guy that can walk in who's, who's playing in today's game, you could have played in the 90s or you could have played in the 80s or you could have played in the 2000s. If you're that guy that could transition, you're a freaking player, dude. You're flat-out player. Now, there's a lot of guys that I would honestly say at all levels, either Hall of Famers or playing today or playing when I play, they can't make that transition. Yeah. Byard is a guy that can make that transition. That's- Bridget so- Condon of the NFL Network is our guest. So you've been covering the Bengals this week. What's one thing you learned about Joe Burrow that you didn't know or that surprised you in covering them leading up to this game? Ooh, I mean, I think we all know about Joe being calm, cool, collective, right? I didn't know that when he was playing peewee football, his coach said to him, hey, Joe, you want to be quarterback? And he was like, no, I want to be receiver or running back because he didn't think that he would get the ball in his hands in peewee, right? He's like, I don't want to be the quarterback. I want to run the ball. And his coach was like, too bad, you're playing quarterback. And so that's how Joe Burrow became a quarterback. Just forced, forced into it. (laughs) It's not like he was sitting there at home like, yeah, I'm going to be the star of the team. I'm going to be the quarterback. But, wow, what would have what would a world look like if Joe Burrow was a wide receiver? Uh, he he thinks not, he wouldn't have made the league. I don't think he would have been in the Super Bowl, <laughs> respectfully to Joe. Joining us now to discuss is Mike Golick Sr., one of the most interesting ones that, uh, at least from a matchup standpoint, given the fact that, you know, the ever-present Tom Brady in our lives and ever-present at the Super Bowl, it feels like this is a far departure from any of those games, but between between which storyline do you find the most interesting between these two teams? What are you watching the most closely to see how it plays out on Sunday? Well, I'll give you the matchup I, uh, I'll look at, but probably Cincinnati. I, I think the way Cincinnati. Well, I think first the, the, the interesting thing is these two teams from the star from the from the I should say star from the best players standpoint kind of did it differently. After the Rams lost their Super Bowl a couple of years ago, that next season, halfway through it, they trade for Jalen Ramsey, right? Star cornerback. You already have Aaron Donald on your team. Then you go get Matthew Stafford. Then you get OBJ. Then you get Vaughn Miller. So you stack your team. 
team now with literal superstars. You pushed all your chips in. You don't have a first round pick till about 2090. I mean, you have just just sold your soul for this, you know, this, this time right now. And with Cincinnati, you have a team who just set a record for the youngest 4,000 yard quarterback, 1,000 yard rusher, and 2,000 yard receivers. All of them 26 or under. All of them drafted. So they've kind of gone about it differently, but and they're in the same spot. But I think the Cincinnati story, I, I think going from last in the division to first in the division to the Super Bowl really shows you how you can flip your fortunes of your team if you make correct picks. So I think they, they have arrived where a lot of people thought they may, but sooner than expected. And then on the field, quickly, the, the, the biggest mismatch, everybody's going to talk about matchups. The biggest mismatch is the offensive line for Cincy, their pass blocking against the defensive pass line and the rush of Donald and Floyd and Von Miller. This is obviously in favor of the Rams, but it's been that way all year. You guys know Joe Burrow is the first quarterback to play in the Super Bowl after being sacked the most in the regular season. He's been getting his butt kicked all year. He got sacked 12 times in the playoffs, including nine by Tennessee. You know, and how... You know, you can sack a quarterback nine times and lose. That's still got to blow your guy's mind down there. It's unbelievable. But they, but Cincinnati still finds a way to win. Welcome into the install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films Super Bowl <clears throat> edition. Buck Rising, happy to be back here with you. Greg, I'm sure you spent our time away breaking down the Pro Bowl film with great importance, I imagine. Well, after I did the East-West Shrine game. <laughs> A lot of, lot of all-star game, a lot of tape to break A lot of all-star all game, stage. yeah. I'm not a big all-star game guy, you know, for whatever reason. I, 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 although I have started watching college tape, but not, my, but not all-star games, Buck. Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk about college yeah. tape after the season is concluded. But in the meantime, we've got a football game to talk about. Super Bowl 56, Rams and Bengals in Los Angeles. And Greg, these two teams, at least offensively, very, very much mirror one another. Uh, to some degree, in, in 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 one sense, yes, in that they both feature eleven personnel: one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. The Rams had the highest percentage in the league. The Bengals, I believe, were in the top three, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, but yes, they both feature that. Uh, although I, it will be interesting in this game to me what the Bengals' approach is, because against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, Joe Mixon had 21 carries in that game. 16 buck came on first down yeah. 11 of those 16 came with two tight ends on the field and that was keeping in mind uzama got hurt relatively early in the game so they even with cj uzama out of the game they put in their third tight end and stayed with 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field so you know i think that's one of those open questions about the Super Bowl. We know that the Bengals need to run the ball because they can't be a throw ball offense with their offensive line. Yeah. Because um, every throw can't be a quick game five yard throw. You can't live like that. So, how will they choose to run the ball? To me, is one of the the open questions. Will it be out of twelve personnel or will it be out of eleven personnel? Obviously, that changes the Rams' personnel and approach. Yeah, no, I, it's like you're reading my notes, Greg, because I, I wanted to ask you about how how the Bengals, how you've seen the Bengals offense kind of vary from uh, what from the start of the season, really the bulk of the regular season where they did focus so much on the run. They seem to get away right. from it 
a little bit as the season progressed. And then, as you mentioned, they got back to that run first approach in the championship game. It does seem though, Greg, that because of their offensive line deficiencies, they're not at, they're not particularly efficient in the running attack as well. But of course you can't hang your quarterback out to dry the way no, that he no. has been against like the Titans, for example. No, no. And, and, and that's a big question because look, let's understand one thing is that the, um, the rant, the uh, Bengals and their coaching staff understand that it's a weakness and that it's a matchup disadvantage for them. They know that going into the game. So the next question has to be asked. They're the ones who have to answer it. Right. How do you compensate for that? And how do you camouflage that particular weakness in this game? Um, because the last thing you want to have happen, Buck, and, and every coach knows this about certain areas of their team, because no team is has a strength at, in every position and in every unit. There's no team like that. So the last thing you want to do if you're the Bengals is walk out of um, SoFi Stadium and say, God, we lost that game because of our offensive line. Yeah, That's the last thing they want to say. So the question becomes, how do they deal with that going in? And there's multiple ways to deal with it. Um, obviously, you'd love to be able to line up and run the ball with meaningful production, which then increases the volume with which you can run the ball. Yeah. Number two, it's the kind of runs. You'd like to be in a situation where the run game forces the defensive line to move laterally to defend the run because then that can set up the play action pass game off those same run looks because what does that do it means that when you show that same run look and it's predominantly outside zone is the defensive line takes a step and a half laterally which means they're not going vertically attacking the quarterback so it theoretically gives burrow more time to throw People may remember in the AFC Championship game, the first play of the third quarter was a 44-yard pass to T. Higgins. Um, and I'm sensing you remember it because I can see it by the look on your face. And they came out on the first play, obviously first and 10, two tight ends. They went seven-man pass protection. It was essentially a two-man route, and they hit Higgins for a 44-yard gain against cover four, which is a coverage that the Rams play. So the way to deal with it too with maximum protection. Um, obviously, quick game throws deal with it as well. So there's multiple ways in which you can compensate for a weakness. Look, no team goes into a game and says, hey, let's be in as many third and longs as possible. But there will be third and longs. Those are the plays that potentially could be game changers on either side. Really good stuff here from L.A. live on Radio Row. Before we get out of here and get you ready for the big game, let me tell, tell let me tell you about excuse me if I can get the words out. Let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, the moment that we've all been waiting for. Super Bowl Fifty Six, it is finally upon us, and DraftKings Sportsbook is going to hook you up as a new customer with fifty six to one odds on either team to win you place a bet of five dollars or more you get 56 to 1 odds so five dollars if you bet on the winning team will get you 280 dollars in free bets all you got to do is plug in the promo code a2z sports that's a-t-o-z sports in the DraftKings sportsbook app and you will get those 56 to 1 odds for super bowl 56 if you're not a new customer you can get involved with all of the great prop bets 
that they have at DraftKings Sportsbook. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook, use the promo code A to Z Sports, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 or more and get 280 in free bets. If your team wins with promo code A to Z Sports at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday on the 615 Sessions Podcast.